Girl Daily podcast, written by Stephanie Bond, narrated by Tegan Ashton Cohan, produced by Propeller Sound Studios. August 8th, Tuesday. Gil hasn't been back? I asked. No, Donnie said. I've checked with all his buddies in the last few days, and no one's seen him. But Donnie took people at their word. He could be lied to easily. I should have driven back to Dewdrop to look for Gil Malone when I still had a car. Do you think Mom knows where he is? I don't think so. She cries all the time like she misses him. I rolled my eyes but bit my tongue. Will you ask her to come to the phone? When she saw it was you, Colin, she left. Because she probably had an inkling I'd uncovered something unsavory about Gil Malone, and she didn't want to hear it. I wondered if she'd be so supportive, if she knew he might have run to his ex-wife who lived somewhere in Atlanta. What can I do to help? Donnie asked, sounding anxious. Do you know what kind of car he's driving? A 1997 Ford F-150 truck. Yellow. At least it shouldn't be hard to spot. Is your cop friend gonna look for him? Um, yeah. Tell him it has Cook County tags. I will. Let me know if Gil shows up, or if the bank starts leaning on Mom again about the loan. Okay. And Donnie? What the heck is trap music? My brother's love for all things repetitious, like a drum beat, have made him a bit of a music aficionado. That's easy, he said. Trap music is a mix of hip-hop, dance music, and dubbing. It's called trap because musicians use the same type of drum machine to create the sound. I squinted. But how is it different than just a plain old song? He laughed. The beat is the same for the entire song. There aren't any drum solos, like in rock music. Repetitive and droning. Comforting to someone like Donnie. I think I understand. Why? Are you listening to trap music? You think I'm not cool enough to listen to trap music? No, he said bluntly. I laughed. Just trying to expand my knowledge base, Professor. Thanks for the explanation. I'll talk to you soon, okay? Okay. Bye, sis. I ended the call with a sigh, then used my phone to get directions to the address I'd found that might be linked to a Lucy Bellwether, the name of Gil's ex-wife I'd gotten from Detective Terry at the APD. The address was for Eve Bellwether, who had been listed as a relative of Lucy's, a sister, I presumed, since they were close in age. I frowned at the location bubble on my phone. It was at least a mile from the nearest train station, and not in a sweet part of town. On the other hand, I had to get my exercise somewhere since my access to the gym had been ripped away. There was still a few hours of daylight left, and I was still wearing jeans and tennis shoes for my agonizing second stint at the music store. Blows had taken it upon himself to try to educate me on modern music. I'm not sure which was more excruciating, 
trying to follow his pot-filled Byzantine explanations, or listening to the tracks he forced on me that all sounded the same in their shrill weirdness. But at least Charlie Graham hadn't come back to mock me. I had, in a moment of utter boredom, loaded a Yonder Mountain string band CD into the listening kiosk and sampled the songs. I'm still not sold on the frantic group yodeling style of bluegrass, but I can see where someone as folksy and plain as Charlie would gravitate to it. I swallowed my evening dose of Beltina. Then, without changing out of my May outfit, I armed myself with mace, power walked to the nearest train station, and managed to keep from touching other passengers while I rode to the stop closest to the bellwether address. When I exited the station and found my bearings, a cloudy sky was bringing on dusk a little too quickly, so I decided to jog. I was in a shabby part of town, and even the nicer areas could be dangerous after dark. In hindsight, I probably should have brought someone with me, but none of my friends would even want to know about this, much less participate. As I neared the address, I scanned for a yellow truck. In this neighborhood, people parked on the street, which was unfortunate for them, but a lucky break for me. I didn't see it, but I located the address I was looking for. Unfortunately, it was an apartment building, which complicated things a bit. I walked up to the concrete breezeway and searched through two dozen call buttons. Bellwether. Bingo. I pushed the button and a dial tone sounded. Then the beeps of a number being dialed. After the second ring, a woman's voice came on the line. Hello? Hi, is this Eve? Yes, who's this? I'm looking for Lucy. Is she there? I could hear whispering in the background, and one of the voices was definitely male. Who's asking? She sounded wary. A friend of Gil Malone's. More whispering. What's your name? My name is Maydella Culpepper. And yet more whispering, including... Holy shit. Gil Malone, the slimy weasel, was so there. What do you want with Gil? Eve asked in a nervous voice. I have something for him. A kick in the groin for starters. Then I was going to mace the effer. Gil's not here. I had to keep the conversation going. Have you seen him lately? Oh, uh, no. No, I have not seen Gil lately. Maybe I could talk to you in person. I got out my mace. I don't think that's a good idea, she said. I'm hanging up now. From the other side of the building, I heard a heavy door open and slam shut. Then the sound of booted feet running away. I ran out of the breezeway in time to see Gil bobbing down the sidewalk, running like he was on fire. Which he was going to be if I caught up with him. Gil! I screamed, then tore off after him. Stop running, you coward! But he didn't, of course, and he had a head start. A couple of blocks later, I heard an engine roar to life. Then a yellow truck veered out into the street ahead of me and peeled away. I stopped to pick up a rock and threw it after him on principle. 
but it fell uselessly onto the street, a reminder that I'd fallen short again. White-hot anger whipped through me. I pulled my foot back and kicked an ancient tree uprooting the sidewalk. Pain ricocheted through my toes. I threw my head back and screamed in frustration until my ears rang. A sudden, piercing pain in my temples stopped me. My heart was pounding so hard, it lifted my shirt. Across the street, two men who looked like trouble turned and went the other way. The words crazy and mental case floated back to me. I leaned over and massaged my temples until the pain eased. Then I limped back to the train station, marinating in disbelief. Last month, my life had been glossy and perfect. And now, I was in a shady part of town, scaring the locals. How had things gone so bad, so quickly? Hello, this is Stephanie Bond, author of the Temp Girl Daily Podcast. It's getting good, isn't it? Della is learning life lessons, kicking and screaming. Do you know someone like her? Share your story in the Facebook group for Temp Girl fans. The link is in the show notes, along with links to some of my other projects. Thanks so much for listening. 